Get amped. Come on. It's kind of hard to get amped. I'm sitting up in this stool on this fucking bar top. You want to bet? Dance yeah. on that bar top, there it so. is. Let's, let's say do it. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Sun post-game show. It's your Phoenix Suns. Take the 3-1 lead on the Los Angeles Clippers. We're out here at the Bet MGM Sportsbook. Oh, and let that sexy sax ride. There it is. Look at that. I appreciate it. Even if it's the wrong instrument, it doesn't matter because the vibes are elite here to, at the Bet MGM Sportsbook. I'm glad you didn't bring it out. I, I, I'm glad I you didn't it. bring it out because I was I was a little anxious about it, and I was like, don't I, ruin my vibe. I needed your energy today, nah. so I said, I'll leave Let's the trumpet. Go. I don't care if it's a muted trumpet. It can sit on the sidelines. The sax came I out. I needed... We needed some Shady Rays, though. We did. We fucked this we, all We up. forgot our Shady Rays. But we are at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. A great watch party out here as your sons win 112-100 over the Los Angeles Clippers. A lot to get to in this game. But, Saul, what were your initial feelings of this game? <sighs> my, my initial feelings right now is, man, I, I hope they found it. I hope they found it because <laughs> it, it did not look pretty. But the last quarter and a half – was some of the best basketball that this team has played together um, since Kevin Durant has been here, flat out. I mean, everybody was clicking. Devin Booker was hitting. Kevin Durant was hitting. DA was on the boards. He was he was doing a, a great job there. Um, and then you top it all off with a throwback to like 2015-16 <laughs> Russ versus CP3 matchup. Both of them are cooking. Uh, it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome to watch, man. It was, and I just hope that this is the Suns team that we've been waiting for. This is the Suns Suns team that got us all excited, and this is the Suns team that can win a world championship. I, I agree. This is why you, we had to take a breath after last game, and that that does not mean this game wasn't without its challenges. The yeah, first half yeah. of this game was still Sloppy. a little up and down. Mm-hmm. And they came out strong to start the fourth or to the first quarter. But the problem was they didn't close it strong. Yeah. And they wound up giving up uh, a 19 to 5 Clippers run to end that quarter. And that's really where they got got in trouble there. It was uh, you know, that was where the Clippers kind of got back in this game. It felt like the Suns could have taken this one and run away with it early. They did not. Clippers go up by as much as 11 in that second quarter uh, and have a 9-0 run there. But then the Suns go on a 13-2 run. They tie it up. And from that point on, the Suns kind of got in a little bit more of a rhythm in that second quarter. Again, Clippers go on a 9-0 run in the third uh, and take the lead. But from there, the Suns found their way as Devin Booker and Kevin Durant combined for 18 or 12 of 18 for 23 points in that quarter and that was really when the suns kind of pulled away and in that fourth quarter russell westbrook cooked for for the clippers he did a lot Uh, but it was amazing that uh cp3 decided it was time for him to answer back a little bit he had a a pretty impressive run uh there i believe he had 11 points in the quarter if i'm correct uh including a stretch where he had what was like a 30-foot three-pointer that he pulled up for, and then the craziest turnaround flip shot I've ever seen because he thought that Torrey Craig had airballed a shot and the shot clock was going to end. Turns out Torrey Craig had actually hit the rim, but he flipped this shot in and all his teammates were laughing, and I felt like that was the point where I went, maybe this Suns team is finally here because they can can relax, they can laugh at this, and 
they remember, oh, yeah, we're this good. Uh, yeah, I, I think they were finding it before that. You know, I think the Clippers, you know, they, they have been throwing double teams at Kevin Durant for, for a large portion of this series, and they still did that again tonight. And it, and it seemed like KD was taking a little bit more time to kind of just kind of assert himself. And he did a couple times, kind of poked and prodded a couple times, and it just didn't work out. But then in the fourth quarter, it, it all clicked. And, and when that started to happen, it was like a trickle-down effect. It was like, okay, we got to focus on KD, books hitting. And then we got to focus on book. And then CP3 was like, yeah, it was fantastic. Like he, he I mean, listen, when, when, when CP3 is hitting that little midi fadeaway jumper and then he's compounding that with hitting threes, this is a dynamic team. I don't give a shit about their bench. I really don't because these four can lead you to a title. If they play at an elite level, and that's kind of what happened as you saw this game kind of go down. And also, like, I, I li- listen, the more and more I watch the Clippers, the more and more I come away impressed with Ty Lue yes. and how this team continues to manage to find themselves wide open from three-point range. Um, and shame on the Lakers. Like, shame <laughs> on the Lakers for letting Russ go when he clearly has plenty still left in the tank, I'm going to give him credit for this because he played a great basketball game. He's a pest out there like he always has been in his career. But the problem is, is that he and this Clippers team just have no – they're no match for this Suns team when they're all playing at a high level. So great fucking game in that that last quarter and a half, man. That really got me jazzed. That was fun basketball yeah, in the was. last quarter and a half. Russ, uh, as you were saying, 37 points, six rebounds. Four assists, 40 minutes played. This felt like it may have been the Clippers' last gasp. Him coming yeah. out and playing that way and, and basically putting it all on the line. And I do give him credit. I mean, yeah, does he have games like game one where he shoots three for 20? Uh, yeah, Russ will have that. But Russ always kind of had mm-hmm. those games at times. But tonight he was fantastic, but the oh, Suns were just that much better. Also, um, I'm going to stop this right now, people. I'm going to stop you right now. You can't sit there and bitch and complain about D.A. You just can't. Not tonight. He played with tremendous energy. He was strong on the boards. He dunked the ball several times. He was aggressive. Yeah, he missed some bunnies and he missed some free throws, sure. But he played hard. And that's what everybody's been clamoring about. Oh, can we get his can we can we see DA play with effort? And then you can't bash him when he does play with effort. Yeah. When they throw the ball to him at the hash mark to have him bring the ball across half court, sitting there waiting for a trap, yeah, it's probably not gonna work out for him. But stop with this <laughs> this this horrible, horrible narrative about D.A. not playing with the energy and just being lackadaisical because that was not the case today. You might be able to point to other games, but I will not stand for that today. <laughs> he played with energy. He played solid. He was a tremendous guy on the boards. He blocked out. He was a force at the rim. You, everything that you want D.A. to be, he was tonight. Um, and so n- not tonight. I'm not even trying to hear that shit today. 15 points, 13 rebounds, two steals, two blocks, and an assist for DeAndre. And he came up big. One thing I really liked in this game, you kind of hinted at it, but we saw Kevin Durant have a few Kevin Durant plays. Mm-hmm. That one mm-hmm. drive to the hoop that he had where it looked like he had no business making it and he flipped Tingle. it in was unbelievable. We saw a few uh, otherworldly plays by Book. Yeah, I, you know This is where finally I went, that's what we always thought these yeah. two guys could bring to a floor. I mean, I know they've scored well. They've done some impressive things through through the first three games. But in game four, it felt like, okay, finally we're seeing those superstar plays that we hadn't yeah. seen so far. And really, those came in the second half 
uh, of this game. As we mentioned, we're out here at the Bet MGM Sportsbook. Yeah, the vibes were immaculate it's today here. Unbelievable. It was fun. Out here it was fun. At, at State Farm Stadium. And look, uh, this venue is a lot of fun to watch a game, and you got the big screens, you got TVs everywhere, uh, you got bonus bets that come to you, uh, food and beverage that is outstanding. I, I out forgot there. it was going to be a brunch today. I know. Oh, we had, we had brunch time brunch. breakfast sons Ooh. right now, man. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, I had. Uh, what did you have? You, uh, you had the French toast. And you had. The I had American the all American breakfast. breakfast yeah. You know, I also, a, I also had a. I also had a coffee mar- or a, uh, a martini. A martini. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, so it was. Yeah. Hey, listen, the vibes were electric today. Um, everybody, we had a, a nice group of people here that were just cheering on the Suns, singing some chants. Uh, people were bashing on Russ, which was fun <laughs> until he started cooking. We we're like, all right, everybody, shut <laughs> yeah, up now. Please. Enough of that, please. All <laughs> yeah. right, thank but you. But then, you know, when you see, like, it was so cool because every time you saw D Book or, or, or KD make a phenomenal play, or somebody put um, uh, Eric Gordon on their ass again for like the <laughs> fifth time in that game, it was awesome. You got to come out here next time we're out here. We'll be here. Uh, we don't know how, obviously, we don't know. We assume what the rest of the series is going to look like, but we will definitely be here for the first and second game uh, games for next round for sure. Yeah, I mean, there is a potential if they drop the ball in game five. We're back why, here why on would Thursday. We even say that aloud? Because That's I fun. want the people to know if, no. if it does no. happen, we're going to be out I'm not going to be here because I refuse to acknowledge that. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not going to be here for other reasons. But uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun out here today. The drink and food specials were fantastic. Uh, but you know what? If you couldn't make it out here, that doesn't mean you can't participate. Go to the BetMGM app, download it now, use the code PHNX, uh, and put a, a few shekels. It's as easy as 10 bucks after you use that promo code PHNX. You bet that 10 bucks yeah. on a money line wager in the amount of at least $10 at any standard odds price. You're going to receive $100 in bonus bets just like that. You don't have to win. You don't have to do anything else. You're going to get bonus bets just like that in $100. So make sure to do that. Uh, and let's listen to Shane with the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. I'm really glad we put that image up now so we don't have to awkwardly <laughs> stare while poor Shane Staring reads really eyes. fast. <laughs> hey. uh, also, shout out to uh, Homie that just uh, tweeted from Yuma or just hit us in the chat from Yuma. Shout out Yuma. This has got to be the most exciting thing going on in Yuma right now. <laughs> oh, come no on. Offense, My DJ guy's Mike. being nice in the chat. No You're trying to bury him. Like, you don't think This is he the knows? Espo. This is like, listen, you just got I, Espo'd hold on, is what man. you just hold got. On. DJ, DJ Mike, Mike 5. F- DJ Mike 5 knows that I'm not lying. Uh, does he though? Yeah, I'm Maybe sure he's got he a lot does. of human pride. Hey, good on him. If that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My man caught strays for no reason, you, man. You know, he's trying to be nice in the chat. You, I got you, Mike. You know what? What I like, what what I take pride in. What's in the box? Let's go. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? A 112-100 victory is what's in the box as your Suns take a 3-1 lead over the Clippers in the series. Uh, few stats that told the story today. Turnovers. This was actually heavily uh, towards the Suns at one point in this game. By the end, uh, they had forced the Clippers into it. 13 turnovers for both teams. Uh, free throws. 
Huge story in this game again. We talked about it after game three, but the Suns got to the free throw line and owned it. They had 21, made 21 of 27 free throws. The LA Clippers only got to the line 10 times, making eight of those. And when you look at the rebounds again, the Suns did a spectacular job on mm-hmm. the boards. They won the battle 49-33, and they had 14 offensive rebounds in this game as well to only nine for the Clippers. So that's a big second chance opportunities as well. Bench points, though, still in the Clippers column here. I think this is going to be a trend throughout the playoffs. Uh, 26 points for the Clippers. Nine for the Suns, but I did hear a rumor that campaign is expected back for game five, so that should help that. But that's how you get a 112-100 victory. I, I hope so. I hope so very, very much. Campaign desperately needs to come back because you could see um, his, you could just, you just know that his impact is going to be significant. And uh, at least I hope so, because that's, I feel like that is the last remaining piece yes. of really putting everything together. Cause we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about in games one and two, the, the Suns were getting cooked from the perimeter and they were getting cooked at the rim, yeah. uh, doubled up. And now is kind of flipped a little bit where the, the Suns have evened that out. They've dominated the boards. They've gotten to the free throw line. They forced the issue at the rim, like, this is exactly what you want to see, and that's going to continue, I feel, because now they've gotten into that rhythm and they understand, like, all right, this is what we need to do. we got to continue to go. you got to continue to attack. Don't slow down. Um, and when campaign gets it back into that fold, it's going to open up. Hey, listen, if you like Chris Paul juiced in the fourth quarter, just imagine Chris Paul juiced in maybe the first and fourth quarter or uh, multiple quarters instead of just one. So uh, I, I think that bodes well. Listen, they still got to come home. they got to take care of business. Mm-hmm. I have every little bit of confidence that they will. Um, and then you wrap it up and you wait uh, for for what's to come next, which should probably be the Denver Nuggies. Yeah, you, you might have to not have to wait very long. And if you don't like think that those Nuggies aren't already talking. Oh, oh they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Paul with 38 minutes tonight. I think you're right. What campaign can do is not only helping that bench scoring, but can come in and alleviate those minutes for Chris Paul, which I think is going to majorly be needed if you're going to want to make it far in these playoffs. But anything more you get out of the bench is going to be a huge bonus with what your starters have been able to do. So I think that should go a long way to help them. But we've got by the book, man. What did you see in this game, Saul, that you want to touch on? Yeah, again, I'm going to go back to DeAndre Aiden. I thought tonight um, his effort and his energy was was tremendous. And the biggest thing that I thought he had an impact on are two things. One, the rebounding. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very strong with the ball. Um, there, I think there's a difference between when they throw the ball to him and he fumbles it around, all right, whatever. But uh, there was uh, too many times in the past where he was going up for rebounds and you know guys were slapping it out of his hand and he was losing it or losing off his own leg. Like he, That did not happen today. He was yeah. very firm with the ball. He was strong. He was, he was grabbing some big man rebounds, right? That's what you want to see from your big. And then uh, pressure at the rim. Uh, he might not have gotten blocks. He might not have been able to, to block every shot at the rim, but he was – making the Clippers adjust their shots at the rim, and that's what you want. So I loved what he brought to the table overall. And then he had a couple big-time dunks too, Um, just a lot of effort. I thought he played with energy. uh, When he missed those two free throws, actually when he missed the dunk to – Two, before he missed those two free throws, he was really mad at himself, and and we were sitting here like, "Well, dude, you can't you can't you can't blame Da for missing that dunk. You got hacked. Like that's just yeah. what it is." Um, so I really liked the effort that Da played with. He has such an impact on this team if he plays just with energy and effort. Um, if he does that, this team goes to another level. If he doesn't, you see that they struggle um, because. They're basically playing four on five because he's not a factor. So um, if he if he shows up, this team 
can reach another level. Yeah, anytime DA gets to go to the boom room is a good night. You did bring up mm -hmm. altering shots. He did have the two blocks. I love the two steals as well. He was active defensively, and that's what you need to see from DA. Let's take a look at our super chats uh, here. I actually believe we had one about DA. Yeah, Tim from Phoenix, $20 super chat. Tim, thank you for that. Uh, DA with three straight double-doubles, and he's made Zubak irrelevant. Awesome game by him. Yeah. So other people see it as well. I know some people struggle to see it, but look, set aside whatever expectation you had in the past for this guy and look at what he's able to contribute to this group. Uh, and look, he had four offensive rebounds, which is huge for this team, is doing it on the offensive glass as well. I also want to point them. out one other thing. Mm -hmm. if, I had, if I had a by-the-book man other than D.A., it would, be, uh, it would be Monty Williams, folks. You know why? Because he saw that shit show that came in in the second quarter, and then he was like, mm, maybe not. And, man, I don't think I've ever seen a single player uh, get more vitriol across Twitter in such a fast amount of time than I did uh, when the player that I don't even want to talk about came into the game and, and just did not do very well. Look, Poor guy. Look, you've I do feel you, bad for him. I do feel bad for him. I do. I legitimately do because, because I, I just wonder how much of it is mental. And – and when it's mental, to me, I do have sympathy because, you know, it's, it's tough. It can, it can compound. But is it mental or is this just, is this just who Landry Shamit is? I mean, he, ha he has been on, what is it, five, he was on five teams in four years? He's a good role player. Or he's been a role player. He's been a role player. He's never been I the mean, focus of anything. No, well, only he, James Jones when he wanted to give him forty million plus dollars. He saw five minutes today, and each game that number has gotten lower, and what's, lower and what's, lower. What's Landry's salary per minute? <laughs> it's Tonight, be a like, lot. It's got to be like seventy-five grand per minute, man. <laughs> Tonight it is a Whew. lot. Damian Lee wound up taking uh, some of those minutes as he wound up with fourteen, but Josh Kogi came in with twenty-five minutes and. Uh, not a bad stat line. Six uh, points, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block for Josh Akogi. Uh, missed both of his threes, but you know, that's where the land is. I did see. I did see a stat on social. It was uh, uh, Landry Shamit is averaging uh, 1.1 rebound, one assist uh, this series, and so is Nicholas Batum. Oh. Look at that. That's the cat. <laughs> that is the company you want to keep if you're going to get compared to somebody. Oh, Nicholas man. Batum, the guy that got benched today man. from the starting lineup. It's, so. it's, it's, a, it's a rough life out there. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about, uh, about Tory Craig. Okay? okay. We talked a little bit in the pregame about Tory Craig. But, I love Tory. I mean, he didn't have as much of an impact offensively tonight, only eight points. But what he was able to do on the boards, his hustle, like the mm -hmm. energy. I'm I'm continually impressed with what this guy has been able to provide and how malleable he's been all time, all season long. He's been able to do, hey, we need you to be the starter. Hey, we need you to come off the bench. Hey, you've been on the bench, and now we need you to come back and be a starter. You know, We need you to score. Oh, we need you to rebound. He's done it all this year and hasn't, hasn't had an issue with whatever it is, and I love that. That's the kind of guy you want on your roster. And, uh, you know, I, there's a reason he keeps finding his way back here to Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, listen, he, he's filled in the Jay Crowder role. A lot of intangible work out there. Um, does all the little small things that sometimes don't even show up in the box score. Uh, he's the glue that, that, that has kind of held this team together um, outside of scoring. 
uh, for the most part. He's Again, effort. With him and Josh Okogie, I thought Josh Okogie, same thing. Uh, uh, nice energy out there, um, just a kind of a pest. Uh, and 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 he contributed in a big way. So, it, listen, stats aren't going to show you everything that happens on a basketball no. court. And I think these two guys are the prime example of that. Torrey has played at a high level uh, scoring-wise in those first three games. I believe he was 10 to 16 from three. Um, I think now he's 11 for 18. Yeah, what uh, was that stat we heard? He averaged two points last playoffs, and coming yeah. into this game, he was averaging 18. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> he was fantastic. Josh Okogie, again, those two guys um, – that. It feels like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it feels like the Suns go seven deep. Despite the fact that they might go eight or nine and play Landry Shaman or, or Damian Lee, it feels like it's it's basically six or seven deep at the most because you got to account for Busy in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are the core seven to me. You bring Josh Okogie and Busy off the bench, everybody else basically stays intact. That's what you have. And when you bring campaign into that fold, it will adjust. And I'm hoping that that small adjustment will free up minutes for Terrence Ross or TJ Warren a little bit more because campaign is such a threat to get to the hole and get to the basket that you have to account for him. You got to collapse for him and you want spot up shooters outside. So hopefully that'll happen. You asked me to tell you you're wrong. And as much as I'd like to, you weren't. <laughs> that was correct. You know what is always right? A trip to Octane Raceway or Mavericks. Always. A lot of, a lot of fun out there. You can do go-kart racing, bowling, arcade. Uh, they got VR, axe throwing, the axe throwing is a lot of fun. I, we've done that out there. We've done done the racing. I have not done the VR. I think that's next on my list when I ha- head out there uh, to Octane Raceway. Uh, and April 30th, if you're looking for something a little fun, you got Soul Raiders 4v4 VR tournament, a chance to win up to 1000 bucks if you're into, into VR, and then you know. You know that they got a Cinco de Mayo party going on out there at Octane and, and Mavericks. $5 Mavericks margaritas, $5 off two taco trios featuring delicious uh, short rib tacos, $15 Mexican beer buckets. It's going to be a great time out there at Mavericks. So uh, book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks, kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, tons of events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks. Dot com to learn more and so you know it's not spelled like the team it's spelled m-a-v-r-i-x so you don't have to feel weird about typing that into a browser and i never feel we- weird about our friends over at illegal pete's you know why because they got bomb mexican food they got some of the best mexican food they out do. there uh they have burrito boxes if you if you're really hungry or you got a group of people you can get a burrito box with a bunch Maybe you of can meal prep with that stuff have you seen that trend <laughs> i'm not Who's, yeah, but I don't think burritos are like the meal no. prepping. Burrito meal prepping. This is the Espo. thing. Bro, yes. Bro, why burrito? are you laughing at me when I say that? Because, because it's I, a legit thing. I thought you just meant meal prepping in general, not no, people, actual burrito. People will get the. People are like getting, uh, what's it called? Catering. Uh, meal kits. Yeah, mm-hmm. cater, well, catering orders. And yeah. then they will use that to meal prep throughout the week. Yeah. So whether it's like. A lot of people, like, Chipotle is the biggest one right now yeah. just because yeah. you can do. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm doing it with Illegal Pete's. Yeah. I'm getting a burrito you box. I'm going to eat so much Illegal Pete's over the next, uh, you know, seven days. I'm going to be at home for a week. 
uh, you know, and I'm going to have to have meal prepping. And I know a lot of kind people have been making food for me, but I think I'm going to get a box of illegal Pete's and just my daughter and I are eating that for a week. Absolutely. I, that's that's just what I'm going to do. And when I get out, I'm going to go to one of their locations uh, here, maybe the Tempe one for a happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m., enjoy some of those adult drinks and mouthwatering food and have some fun because illegal Pete's delicious ingredients and customizable options are the perfect way to treat your guests to a culinary adventure they'll never forget. You will go from Tempe all the way to Mexico with it. Uh, you'll enjoy it. So to book a catering order, head to catering.com, uh, <laughs> catering.illegalpeats.com right now. Legal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch in the chat says they don't burrito prep in the Midwest. <laughs> this is very true. They do not. Well, you didn't um, like my Mexico? Also, there was a, a point from somebody earlier that said, I would like to see KD and DEA pick and rolls a lot more. And I agree. Um, but I would say this. I pointed out in the pregame, I talked about it last game in the postgame, um, about Chris Paul's effort off of those pick and rolls and how I thought it was just very lax and too slow and, you know, it felt very old man river-ish. Um, and tonight, he did not do that. No. He came off and he, he, he was assertive and he played uh, with quickness and, and intent. That's the thing. You have, to, you have to have some intent when you go about your moves because if you don't, that's when you get caught. That's when you play sloppy. And you, that's when you really are off guard yourself and you're not really prepared for the moments that come. So I thought I thought that was great. I would love to see some more KD pick and roll with DA because I think, listen, if you got DA going to the basket off that pick and roll and you got two guys collapsing on on KD, that, that means that's two on three for the rest of the team. And you got to take advantage of those opportunities. So um, I would like to see that as well. I, I know it got better in particular in the last quarter and a half, but – does it feel like you to you that this team isn't really running an offense right now? That it's it that it's more one on one, more you know. Okay, we're gonna run a pick and roll, but that there's not like a formalized thing going on now. Uh, I just think that they're they get caught in sets sometimes where they're standing around a little too much. Um, I we I don't think anybody's really been a fan of the Booker basically one four high set basically <laughs> where he just holds it up at half court and then there's like 12 seconds left to go on the shot clock and then he goes into an action uh but nobody else moves i don't like that and and i've called i called that out a couple times yeah. during the game like what are we doing out here somebody moves somebody like let's get some motion going like we got to make the clippers work like they're they are they're uh they're undermanned right now and we were playing against their bench unit let's wear them down um so i I think th those will be adjustments that they they have moving forward. But because it's the Clippers and they're not, they don't have their elite players out there. They're able to get away with it to a certain degree. It didn't look pretty for two and a half quarters, but it seems like they found something that they can continually go yeah. to. And, it, and more importantly, it, it felt it felt very much like KD, Book, CP3, and DA found that chemistry together. And, and they took it to another level and put the Clippers away, which you got to be excited about. Yeah, and if you can get those four to, to just click, everything else should go a lot smoother. It's time. It's time, Saul. To the boom room? No. Why, no? Okay. We can go there later. Uh, we're going to go find out who our big, bright, shining star is. I'm a big, bright, shining star. Yes, you are, Katie. Kevin Durant, yes, thirty-one points, eleven rebounds, six assists. He was fantastic tonight. Um, we were we had a toss-up. Was it going to be him? Was it going to be Book? We didn't really know who it was going to be. Um, I thought Kevin Durant in that second half and in that in that fourth quarter um, started to find his rhythm. And when KD is is in a rhythm, he's cooking everybody. 
There's not a single person out there that can stop him at all. Um, and I felt like because it was in the second half and, and, and that momentum was vital, that's why we decided to name him the big, bright, shining star. Yeah, Book uh, had that good for- first quarter, came up big in the third. Uh, but, yeah, KD dominated that yeah, second half and mm-hmm. really made uh, a difference. After what kind of looked like he may have been a little frustrated in that in that first half, wasn't getting uh, the cleanest of looks. And it, I'm glad second half we got Kevin Durant who stepped up and he definitely deserves to be our big, bright, shining star. I, I feel like we talked about it a little in pregame, but I think this may have been that turning point for KD where we may see more of – that superstar Kevin Durant that we've we've kind of been wondering, hey, where is he? And I wonder if this was finally getting over the rust of having missed the time for the knee, only coming back for three games and missing the time with the ankle. Uh, timing, rhythm, all those things take take a little bit to come back. It felt sure. like it finally clicked for him in that second half. Yeah, it really did. And then you love to see it. And I, I like I said, I think as KD goes, like listen, I think Devin Booker is going to cook. No matter what, course, when, yeah. when Kevin, when Devin Booker is playing at a high level, um, especially when he's able to facilitate, yes, this team raises to another level. But when Devin Booker and KD raise to another level, holy crap, it is some of the best basketball you could ever watch because those two do it in such um, in, in similar ways, but with d- different styles, if you will, that it's it's just great. It's, it's fantastic. That's why styles, you know, stylistically watching these two guys play basketball is is beautiful it has it's been amazing and i'm trying to look up a stat that i saw coming into this game uh, about devin booker and i'm i'm having trouble finding but his shooting and averaging over 30 points in the first three games of playoffs had only been done by two other players and one of them was charles barkley and one of them was michael jordan so those are two guys you want to kind of be in the mix with and he had another great night tonight dropping 30 uh, but it wasn't just the scoring that Devin Booker put out there. Uh, he had nine rebounds and seven assists as well. Plus, I, I believe he added in a block here. He had three steals. He did not have a block, uh, but had the three steals as well. So Devin Booker coming up big. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm very impressed with what he was able to do. But he's not the only guy that was impressive tonight. Neither was KD. Uh, we got to give the X factor tonight. It had been Torrey Craig in the first few games, but I think it has to go. For the to. point guard, has to. point god, CP3. Has to. He was spectacular down the stretch. I mean, he had a rough start to the game, but after you know going one of eight from three last game, he went three of six, hitting a couple big ones in the fourth tonight, 19 points, nine assists, three steals himself. But this is the most impressive thing, I think. Three blocks from Chris Paul tonight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I... <laughs> Chris is just so really he's just so crafty with his hands he had a lot of uh knockout balls too um like he reached from behind grab uh, grab or uh, slapped the ball out of uh, guy's hands he's a pest he is a pest mm-hmm. out there with his hands um and and though he hasn't been as consistent as we would like to see offensively uh tonight he put it all together in that second half and, and played with a lot of purpose and that's what you want to see from him uh i guess those hands didn't bother him or maybe he put him <laughs> in you know some arthritic cream or i don't know what the hell's going on but whatever it is some john the conqueror root or something like that. i don't i don't know but whatever it is it worked tonight you want to see some more of that. Uh, and apparently he loves closing out the Clippers in L.A. because that's the second time in a row in the playoffs 
where he's played in L.A. against the Clippers, and he's just roasted them in the fourth quarter. Remember yeah. when he sealed, basically sealed the deal against the Clippers in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals in L.A. with 37 points. Tonight, he did a similar performance in the fourth quarter, which was fantastic. Yeah, I, I still can't. I know we talked about it already, but I can't get over that insane run down the loose ball, flip around and throw it up and get that shot uh, in that fourth quarter. That was one of the craziest things I've seen uh, in a basketball game, and you could tell all his teammates were stunned by it too. Yeah, and to do, it, and to do it with these hands, I don't, I don't, <laughs> the, I don't know. The how, claw. Did he, how did he do that? I don't know how he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's a mid-range assassin, folks. He is, and uh, and uh, a a point god. Yes. None of this point fraud stuff that anybody was saying. He is the true point god. Uh, so you and I have a long drive back to the East Valley tonight, and. Mm. Uh, you know, I think we gotta stop by. I think, by we're, I think we're taking point. the red eye. <laughs> we, we, I got the, I got uh, Michael Bidwell's helicopter is gonna <laughs> land here, out here on the Great Lawn and take me back. Uh, is, I'm 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 that good. Um, but no, Circle K. I think we gotta stop by because you know what? In a long drive, you need a drink sometimes. Maybe some snacks. And Circle K's got you covered. Yes, they got sir. the p- polar pops. Nothing colder than that in a 90 degree day. Get, hit that up. Uh, if you're in the mood for some iced coffee, they got 189 iced coffee. Uh, and the Red Bull is always going to keep you going. And they've got it two for 575 or three for eight. You can hit all that up. Uh, but you know what? You're going to need to know where a Circle K is. And I mean, I know it's at almost every corner, but you can go to circlek.com/slash store locator and find out where the nearest one to you is. I know the ASU guys debated if there was one underwater uh, the it's other day. circlek.com slash store dash locator. Oh, I forgot the dash. Yeah. You're right. Dash locator. But yes, Did there you, is one underwater. You searched but, underwater and you found one. But huh? also Google. No, there's not. <laughs> or just circle K drive, me. To, drive to the corner. You're going to find one. Yeah, I'm telling right you. It's basically It's everywhere. Circle K. It's, it's that well-known. Uh, and then Fubo TV, our friends over at Fubo TV, want to take care of you, this NBA player. If you want to watch some basketball, you want to watch some Valley Sport Arizona and see your Diamondbacks, a true wagon of a team yeah, right true. now. Are a wagon. You can watch them on uh, on Fubo. It's that easy. All you got to do is go to Fubo, Fubo.com, that's F-U-B-O-T-V.com, slash PHNX, and you're going to save 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro because we want to take care of you. Watch all that sports and watch it live with our friends at Fubo as they have 140-plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream on any device, uh, and you can get a seven-day trial by signing up today make sure to do that fubo.com or fubotv.com slash phnx or use that qr code on the screen right there uh we've talked about every aspect of this game but i heard uh, emma and, and shane might have a little producer surprise for us you got anything for us a question uh, a query nothing i don't know shane do you got anything for us because I don't. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, okay, if Kirby swallowed you, what would your power be? What the fuck is Kirby? You. Uh, oh, Our my God. in Christ. Are you kidding me? Nintendo. Whoa, whoa. First of all, that was Nintendo. super aggressive. Are you well, kidding me? What is Kirby? It's the pink, looks like a thing Soft. of bubblegum blown up. Uh, yeah, that's Kirby on the screen. Oh, I thought that was I, I, I thought that was the Waze app. No, that, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. I, was you know good. what I wish? Uh, you, you know what I wish my superpower was? I don't know if I want Kirby swallowing me. You don't, but if he did. 
you know what I want my my power to be the ability to read one of these ads without fucking something up. It's Fubo, not Fubu, which was the clothing I did not wear in the nineties. So, oh, man. what would your power be, so? Uh Well, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, wait, wait. Yeah. If Kirby swallowed you, what power would he gain? What is your that, it, thing that he knows? Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Um, probably honesty. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I sometimes it's a it's a fault of mine okay. to just tell you tell it to you like it is. And a lot of people just can't handle that. <laughs> uh, Hello said you were 40 when Kirby came out, so it's all right. Okay, so I'm cool. You were. Cool. Hey, hello? Stop that right now. Stop that right now. I don't. I genuinely don't know if that was a diss because it came out three years ago or it, like it was 20 years ago and he's just being a joke. <laughs> it was It was more than 20 years ago when it originally yeah. well, came out. Okay, so. It, what so, you don't know can't hurt you. So something I do that, uh, that Kirby would gain. Yeah. Uh, the ability to play one mean ass fake sexy sax. Yeah. I think Kirby would get. Yeah, that. I mean that's fair. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> Shane, what would Kirby's power be? If uh, just like throwing down the most disgusting plus eight hundred parlay and just not coming close to hitting it. Yeah. I think that'd be consistent. He would yeah, just, he wouldn't missed, get that sweet mustache. I missed that. No, he, he would get the mustache because because <laughs> he also takes on like a somewhat form of you. So he would get a mustache and. You know, probably some hair. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that was a fun one. Thank you, Shane. Uh, let's. Why don't we take a look at the upcoming schedule for the Suns right now and take a look at Game 5. We haven't done that yet. And, uh, look, we've got Game 5 on Tuesday, and hopefully those TBDs stay that because they're not necessary uh, on Thursday and Saturday. Home, Game 5, Tuesday at 7 p.m. What do the Suns need to do to get a win there? Uh, I, I just think that they need to come out assertive in the first half, in the first quarter. I think the crowd's going to have a lot to do with it because the crowd is going to be thirsty uh, for the Suns to put this series away and end it uh, because you got to assume that the Nuggies are going to end things uh, tomorrow or Monday when, whenever they play, and that'll be a sweep, and that'll be that. And you can't, you cannot mess around and have to go back to L.A., not knowing whether or not Kawhi's going to play. Um, hell, if they get to a game seven, maybe there's a potential that Paul George would play. Who knows? God. So let's just end it, be done with it. It feels like, based on today's information and how they were talking about Kawhi's knee, that if the swelling doesn't go away, he's not going to play in game five. I think it's pretty safe to say that. Either way, they just got to end it on Tuesday, uh, play aggressive, play assertive, play with purpose, and they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I really think the crowd will carry them. We've heard uh, we've heard so many things about how how this crowd is one of the best in the NBA, how they helped carry them in 2021 to that finals run. <clears throat> I think the Suns fans need to come out loud uh, and rattle those clippers, give the Suns that extra boost to start the game, and put it away early. We've yet to see the Suns team put a game away early in this series, and it's a lot of credit to the Clippers like we've talked about. But if the Suns can continue what they did in the last quarter and a half, I think they can finally have that breakout game. Jock talked about that while he was on with us yesterday, that this team expects to have a convincing win at some point in the series, and it would be very nice to have that come in Game 5 and shut the door that way. Well, not only that, but you also want to build a lot of confidence moving into what you know is going to be a much tougher series in the next round. Like, I, I don't think we're, we're minimizing that, you know. Um, 
We know what's afoot. Denver knows what's afoot. I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves until until game five is over and done with, and hopefully we've won that. But, man, oh, man, I'm just – I now, now, like the playoffs, you know, I it very much has felt like this first-round series was a, was a means to an end. It was yes. like a necessity. And it just felt like everybody was like, okay, well, they only have Kawhi. Maybe we should breeze right through it. And then they lost game one. I think people were frustrated. They just want – they want the Suns to show, like, you know, they are the Suns. Now it feels like, okay, now you're starting to get a little groove. You're starting to get that chemistry. You're starting to feel a little good. End it on, on Tuesday so we can all get hyped about what's, a, what's about to happen in the second round. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think this has felt like the playoffs yet. I don't know if that's because we got spoiled the last two years with the magical finals run yeah. and then being the number one seed and, and championship expectations being what everybody's looking for. But this really has not felt like the playoffs yet and i'm hoping thursday in that building it does like finally it feels like that knowing what may potentially be on the other side there i mean jock talked again about how that game one was a wake-up call for them hopefully game five is is that culmination of okay now we've put it together but how important is it i don't want to i don't want to disrespect the clippers by looking to next series but i think this is a valid question how important is it for Minnesota to try to sneak a game here, win a game here in game four to extend them a little bit? Do you think the Suns need uh, Denver to go a little bit longer so they're not just sitting there waiting for you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the Suns are going to get a couple days off anyway in between. They're going to get two days off now between four and five, and then they potentially can get two, three, maybe even four days off between uh, that time and then the next series. So I don't think the Suns are worried about that. I know Denver's not really caring about that. Listen, Minnesota ain't winning game four. That, ain't, that just ain't, ain't going to happen. Like, when you're down 3-0 and you play at home, like, do you really want to go all the way back to Denver? Like, probably not. So those dudes, are they're going to weigh the towel. Plus, you know, I mean, go bear. Like, that's what he does. He bounces in the first round. He ain't, ain't going to put up a fight for shit. Rudy, go nowhere. Uh, Kawhi. Does he play in Game 5? What's your prediction? They, say, they said they have no, no timetable. I'm going to say no. It just doesn't seem like – Kawhi's not the type of dude to force himself to come back early. I know it wasn't his his choice to come back uh, – to not come back, but it just feels like he might be done for the series. Yeah, I when they said there's no timetable for him and that he was told – like it wasn't a pain thing, uh, why he didn't play today. He was told he shouldn't because of further damage potentially – happening i don't see him coming back in any way shape or form i just i don't think it makes sense this team has been all about load management not wanting to play these guys trying to keep these guys uh on ice as much as they could to keep them for this i don't see him coming back at all uh you know we're we're on the opposite side i think campaign definitely comes back for the Suns team because they need to find that rhythm uh, and what better way to do it in you know up three one you can get him some run and hopefully he's a spark to help cat- catapult you into the next round and get you know get a few days to practice with him as well yeah yeah again a lot of questions we don't know where it's going to go we don't know how this is going to end uh, but we hope it ends on Tuesday night for the Clippers because it's time to move on let Russ cook at home for the rest of the offseason. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to McHale and Cam. Their season came to an end today at the hands of the Clippers. Uh, they were part of this season. They go home 
uh, now, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if uh, there's something this summer, they'll come out here uh, and enjoy uh, enjoy something if it if it happens this summer with the Suns. But uh, <laughs> would you think they might come out to the parade if we won yeah, the maybe. championship? Not, no probably fucking way probably not the parade, but maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll go party with some of their uh, their friends. And yeah, but we'll uh, never know. see that. No, well, we'll hear rumors. There's always yeah. remember we heard the rumor that Devin Booker brought a bathtub. To a nightclub uh, in the off season, sure. one. So I'm sure, sure. we're going to hear plenty of off season. Listen, I, I, listen. What Cam and McHale did for this franchise and really for this fan base uh, was phenomenal. Uh, they 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 are truly, truly one of a kind. Well, two of a kind individuals. Um, they are some of the nicest people you could ever meet. They're humble. Um, they're cordial. They are tremendous people. And I think that's what everybody really, really misses the most. Yeah, Mikhail cooked. As soon as he left here, he was cooking in Brooklyn. And good for fucking him. He, and, and then same thing with Cam Johnson. Finally was able to stay healthy for the last stretch of that season and in the playoffs. Um, had some really good games. Uh, good for them. They, they've yeah. gotten their opportunity. Cam's going to get rewarded, I'm sure. He's going to get a nice little hefty contract. Um, I don't think it'll be here just because I don't think salary-wise the Suns can make it happen, especially with all the limitations that just came about. So hopefully, hopefully those two can remain in a good position with a franchise that truly cares about them. And it seems like Brooklyn really does care about Mikhail. I think he won that fan base over really quick because uh, people, they stay sleeping on Mikhail. And they slept on him when he was out here. And then he gets over there to a bigger market. And and now he's thriving. You love to see it. Yeah, there's definitely no way that they can resign Cam. They have absolutely no money. That's not going to happen. And he's a restricted free agent. I think it would be nuts if if Brooklyn lets him go after acquiring him as part of uh, that trade. <laughs> also, I would say this too: uh, we might not see them at a parade, but I would not be surprised if they were at a playoff game. Because yeah, we've seen other players. Le- LeBron came yeah. to watch the Suns play in the playoffs after he, he yeah. got eliminated by the that's, Suns. That's fair. Uh, I think I said that the Clippers eliminated the Nets. It's obviously the 76ers. I misspoke. Uh, the chat does not miss a damn thing when you, yeah, I mean, when you miss. That's speak. also an egregious error. <laughs> well, thanks, Saul. <laughs> I appreciate your support and love as always. I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't even hear it. <laughs> De- Derek in the chat said, uh, what do you do in a bathtub in a club? I have absolutely no clue, but there is a guy who's about to join us who may be able to answer that. Hit it, Emma. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Hey, hey, Gerald, have you been in a bathtub in a club out there in L.A. since you've been there? I have not pulled a Devin Booker yet, mostly due to my lack of extravagant wealth. But, um, you know, we'll see. Maybe on maybe next time around I'm here. Uh, Gerald, uh, obviously it was the struggle bus again in the first two and a half quarters. But it looked like the Suns finally figured themselves out a little bit, got into a nice, you know, a nice flow, a nice rhythm. What did the guys have to say about – Really, midway through the second, uh, third quarter, and the and the remainder of the game. Yeah, so Chris Paul was saying that we were pissed after the Clippers got off. So I think it was a six or a seven zero start to that third quarter. He said guys were on the bench, you know, getting up in each other's business about it, and he was saying it's healthy for us. It was good for us, and they responded that way. Um, I know a lot of people haven't been huge on the offensive rhythm that they've had, 
Um, it just feels like a lot of ISO ball, but Monty was saying it's that time of year where they know your sets and that it does break down to a lot of ISO basketball. And he felt like, you know, to this point, it's been a lot of I go, then you go between uh, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul. And tonight he said all three of them were in go mode. Um, so I think we saw that especially down the stretch when Chris Paul had 12 of his points in the fourth quarter. Um, and just some of the shot making that they had in that third quarter was pretty insane. That is what you can expect from this team, even when they're not running sets and it feels like they're still figuring things out. The offense is kind of a slog. They're capable of having performances like this. Did Monty talk much about his rotation? Obviously, Shamit uh, dropped to only five minutes tonight, and Saul and I were talking about how it feels like he's kind of uh, zoned in on seven guys when you ha- count a Kogi and Bismack off. The have you have you ever seen somebody catch as much hate on social media as Landry Shamit did today? Oh. Not in not in quite a while, but that is the good news. Obviously, we 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 can all agree Monty has given Landry Shamit way too much rope in these last couple of games. I think he pulled it again for the second straight time in the second half. Um, he only played five minutes for the whole game. I thought Damian Lee, Josh Akogi did a great job. Akogi filled in for Tory Craig. He actually didn't play that much today, um, but I, I think hopefully moving forward we'll see Lee occupy some of those minutes, even though he missed that one three that was open. He just provides a little bit more in terms of floor spacing and the defense is a potential concern, but he, you know, he works his ass off on that end. He was really good in that respect today, I thought. Um, so hopefully moving forward, Akogi and Lee will eat up most of those minutes, but you can definitely tell he's, he's found his eight or nine guys that he's going to stick with from here on out. Um, how vital is it that the Suns wrap this up in five games coming back home? We talked about it a little bit. Uh, you got to assume Denver's going to take care of business in a sweep uh, against Minnesota. Uh, what did the guys even mention? Uh, uh, you know, just talking about t- having to take care of the next game so that way they can move on. They didn't, but I do think because they were asked about the heavy minutes that they're playing in this series, it's related. And you know, someone asked Kevin, you know, how are you handling all these heavy minutes? And he was like, How did I look out there tonight? So I, I think they're putting their heads down and playing well, but I think it's I don't think it's lost on anybody that if you wrap this up in five, you have maybe a little bit longer to rest, to recharge, because they have been playing heavy minutes. Kevin Durant played forty five. Booker, who played fewer minutes tonight, still had forty one. Um, I think you can credit some of those Akogi and Damian Lee minutes there for giving him a longer break than normal uh, in that first half stint. So I think it's vital for them to wrap this up in five, not have to come out to L.A. and probably not have to wait for the Nuggets or let the Nuggets wait for them uh, coming off what looks like it's going to be a sweep. When you talk about uh, the, you know, the rest and there's two games between or two days between the next games, do you think that'll give campaign enough time to be back in the lineup for game five? Potentially, uh, Monty said again, you know, he's been working his ass off to get back. They had that optional shoot around day yesterday where campaign was there and he said he got up extra shots and extra conditioning um, and he's been working hard to get back. So potentially that extra day could help there. But if he's not back for game five, that adds to the sense of let's close this off in five, not give Kawhi extra time to potentially return and give our guy campaign some extra time to rest up and be ready for the start of the next series if they're able to close it out. Uh, Gerald, you are at the crypt, as we call it. Uh, can you give us a little view of what's going on behind you? Just uh, I know it's going to be a little difficult, but uh, they're swapping out the floor as we – oh, man, they already got most of that wow. floor down. That's fast. Holy yeah. crap. 
Yeah, they're they're very quick, and that's why I'm way up here this time. Yeah, we, we figured. I figured <laughs> when I when I put two and two together, I was like, "Why the hell is Gerald all the way at the top?" Oh, and then I heard the beeping, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I mean, that's that's phenomenal stuff. And if you've never seen that behind the scenes, people, it's the way they move things in and out is crazy. Well, they it's went crazy. they went from ice last night to mm -hmm. the Clippers court this morning to the Lakers court. Yeah. Now it's pretty crazy what they're doing, Gerald. Ger oh, wait, okay. oh, I'm sorry, Gerald. Are you going to eat something other than chicken today? Probably not. I don't. <laughs> I had Roscoe's for dinner last night. It was pretty fantastic. I was happy about that. But we'll see what's on my list of recommendations and how we're feeling after this. Well, you're going to be coming back. Hopefully, not going back to LA. What was the best part of the trip? Was it Roscoe's, or did you sneak out and do something uh, more fun? Honestly, the best part of the trip is is easily covering the games. Like I know that's the obvious cheesy response, but like yeah, that's like when I say something nice about my wife on man, here. Man, right? I got I got a front row ticket to watch Devin Booker drop forty five, and then Chris Paul close out in the fourth. <laughs> Kevin Durant hit shots. Like I, I, there's nothing much on a trip that's gonna beat that really. Did you well, make it out to Pink's Hot Dogs? Anything like that, or is it all fried chicken? No, it was all fried chicken. It was all ordering things online. I'll be honest with you. I don't like this city at all. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't that, like it here. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And I feel like, you know, listen, you just need you needed a wingman. You need a wingman to go with you to, to take you to some of these because uh, some of the best food is in some of the most questionable areas. And you definitely need yes. backup. So I feel you on that for sure. Uh, wing Ger as in chicken wing? You more chicken for Gerald? No, no, okay. No. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible. Hey, you are the wingman. Around, uh, uh, Liz, Gerald, uh, before you go, you should. I, I will say this. You should definitely try to something else because uh, I'm here to tell you, as much as the people in Denver might say that the food is great, it is trash. It is not good. <laughs> it is, I lived there for a while. It's not. It's overrated. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I do know a couple of decent spots in Denver because I have friends that live out there, so hopefully they'll give me some good recommendations. Yeah. Let's let's not jinx it by talking about food and cities we don't have flights to yet. Uh, Fair. <laughs> Gerald, any final thoughts before we uh, before we get out of here? No, I, I think the biggest thing is I know a lot of people are have expressed their concerns about the offense, how stagnant it's been. And I think it's still a learning process. You saw early in this game, they got DeAndre Ayton really involved um, to try and get him going. And he missed a couple of makeable shots, but he was aggressive off the off the catch in that short roll. And then you, you know, kind of resort to iso ball in the third quarter, but the shots actually start falling. It, it's going to continue to be kind of that give and take of, you know, okay, here you go to work. Now let's get some ball movement. I think that's kind of what the playoffs are about. And also, I can't stress this enough, they've only played – 12 games together still they are still figuring these things out you know a lot of people are seeing Kevin Durant get frustrated by the physicality or you know Chris Paul and, and DeAndre Ayton you know trading words or whatever but it's really all about getting on the same page and I think they are trying to do that and all of this dialogue as heated as it can seem at times it is really healthy for them like Chris Paul said and they're trying to do this on the fly they're trying to learn each other on the fly so I, I think it's kind of scary that like through three quarters it didn't seem like Kevin Durant was in much of a flow and you look up and he's got 26 points on 50% shooting. Uh, I think that talent in this case is helping make up for some of those things. And if they do get on the same page, this team is going to be really scary. I would say this. Uh, I think players getting mad at each other in the middle of a game is wildly overrated. 
Um, if you've never been in that situation, you can shut the fuck up about that situation because you have no idea about that situation. Like, uh, it, listen, it's just it gets heated out there. You're in the heat of the moment. Fuck, Espo and I have cussed at each other in the office before, and we're not even in the middle of a game. We're just it's just a normal Tuesday. And like, surprise, surprise. Hey, I'm the one that started it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, but we get over it and we move on and we learn and we and we grow. And that's uh, I think that's how these guys are, and it'll be fine. They're growing pains. That's what growing pains are. Guys, uh, somebody in the chat brought up something uh, that should make us feel pretty good. Suns 7-2 when they lead a series up 3-1, uh, the only two times against the Rockets, who were eventual champions in the, in the 90s. mid-90s when they dropped those in back-to-back years. Yeah. Uh, so that is good. History is on the Suns' side. As they head into Game 5 on Tuesday, we will be here live at 6.30 for pregame and a postgame show. Gerald will be back in town covering the game from the Footprint Center. Uh, Saul and I will be back in studio. And, yes, I hear you all asking, when will Espo stop hosting and when will Lindsay be back? Uh, she'll be back for Tuesday's game. Who's we'll so, be back on Monday? Are we done well, doing this? I don't know Monday? if we're doing a show on Monday, but I know she'll be back for the game on Tuesday. So you all can uh, feel better about that. So you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay for all the great written breakdowns that he'll have on game four and from practice over the next few days. You can follow Saul Bookman at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Espo. And remember, it's almost over, and it's almost time to bring on that team that we can't stand. Ahoy hoy! Dallas Retro, Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always...